Wait, wait. Thank <laughs> okay. you, Dustin. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> do it. Oh, we're, no, we keep, keep rolling. Keep rolling. This is beautiful because I don't know. Okay, so uh, let's just dive in, man. Uh, we are going to start out, because we talked about the CIA weaponizing the term conspiracy theorist, or at least using it to discredit people that were questioning the Warren Commission. Let's dive into what the Warren Commission was all about, and that is the John Fitzgerald Kennedy assassination. Dun, dun. Uh-huh. Uh, was that dramatic opera choir music in the background? Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to read read off some of the stats so we can just get a rough timeline because this 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 happened rapidly uh, on November 22nd of 1960. Let's quickly get this controlled, okay? 1963. We don't want to give them too much time, you know, because no. No 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 no, 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 no. Let's get it controlled now. But the day of. His assassination. So this is November 22nd, 1963. Um, this is the official narrative from ABC News. But prior, I just want to back this up because you brought up some some points that I had, some notes that I had made earlier. That uh, initially on that day that uh, JFK's AIDS, not that he had AIDS, he may have, I don't know. But uh, JFK's, JFK's <laughs> uh, White House AIDS uh, had advised him not to actually go. They said, don't do it. And the Secret Service also that same day decided that, hey, you know what? We're just not going to make sure that the route is 100% secure. Like, they dropped the ball big time on that. Okay, so, like, we already have a lot of factors playing against JFK before he's even off the plane mm-hmm. in Dallas. But you also have <clears throat> the fact that they he has this Super sweet caddy, right? Bulletproof doors, bulletproof mm. windshield, bulletproof bubble. Let's take it off. That apparently JFK insisted on removing it because he wanted people to see him so he could wave to people as he's running down the parade route. That gets me kind of wondering about some things. Now, was it, was it suicide? Did he know it was coming? I don't think he did. No, but like, but, but, but like what? Yeah. Okay. Why, why would he allow that? But also, why? Not, not why would he allow that? I mean, because it's a no-brainer. But, like, why wouldn't maybe maybe one of the, you know, aides just talk to him and be like, hey, you know, I mean, I don't know, just, I mean. He, well, this, the Secret Service. Just will, to convince him, like, don't you want to. I need to do more research into the, the over, how far-reaching the powers of the Secret Service are. But I know that in if they feel that the president's life is in danger, they can supersede the president's orders. So, like, to protect the president, they can do whatever the president, like, it doesn't matter what the president says. Yeah. Their primary job, the Secret Service's job, is to protect and keep this motherfucker alive. (laughs) Right? So, they allowed this brilliant idea of taking off this bulletproof bubble from the presidential limousine. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. So, that's laying the groundwork for the initial timeline. And the, this is the official timeline. There's, there's no disputing how these events actually happened. Now, once we get to the actual shooting of JFK. That's where you get hairy. That's when you go, well, was it three shots? Was it four shots? Was it 17 shots? Was, 
Was it somebody from the Grassy Knoll? Was it the Evil Lizard people? Was it Dustin? Was it Dustin Trey that went back in time? I wish I had a time machine. Where's that umbrella at, you brother? Were you the umbrella man? (laughs) Oh, dude. Dude, that was a good disguise, man. Didn't even look like you. So, on a on a bright and sunny November 22nd, 1963, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, president, and his entourage, including his wife, Jacqueline, land on board Air Force One at Dallas Love Field. Right? The itinerary for the day includes a motorcade through downtown Dallas and a luncheon and speech at the Dallas Trademark. A fundraiser in Austin later, uh, and uh, I can't read for shit today. This is awesome. Their itinerary for the day includes a motorcade through downtown Dallas, a luncheon, and a speech at the Dallas Trademark. A fundraiser in Austin, and some quality time at a ranch belonging to Vice President Lyndon Johnson. The president was joined in his limousine in the, motor, uh, in the motorcade by the first lady, Texas Governor John Connolly and his wife Nellie, a special agent. Nellie. One special agent and a driver. It was the second vehicle in the motorcade. Uh, at about 11.55 a.m., the presidential motorcade leaves Love Field for a drive through Dallas en route to the speech at the trademark. The motorcade follows a winding route that includes a trip through Dealey Plaza. Dealey Plaza is where everything goes to shh. Just so 11.55, they're on the way. Uh, 12.30, as President Kennedy's car turns onto Elm Street, shots ring out across <laughs> Dealey Plaza. <laughs> I'm, liking, I'm liking the malevolence in the background. This is awesome. So President's President Kennedy's car turns onto Elm Street. Shots ring out across Dealey Plaza. And this is, again, this is where the narrative will start differing with conspiracy theories and the Warren Commission. Now, keep in mind, I am reading from ABC News's official timeline of events that happened that day. This is what, this is, this yes. what they want you to eat, pigs. Pigs in human clothing. <laughs> Three shots had been fired from the sixth floor of the nearby Texas School Book Depository. One of the shots hit President Kennedy in the head. Another hit Connolly in the back. The Associated Press quickly sent out this first bulletin on the shooting. According to the Warren Commission, thank you, Lee Harvey Oswald fired the shots from a high-powered rifle. Witnesses later identified him as the man who shot and killed a Dallas police officer, J.D. Tibbet, which they didn't include that Tibbet. Tidbit in here. <laughs> ah, yes! Tibbet, that officer, they didn't include that officer Tibbet in here. Uh, they didn't, but they know they didn't, they didn't even mention Tibbet's name right here. Bastards. I know. But Tibbet's no, lives, man. So after, after, according to this, Oswald murders Kennedy, hauls ass, gets confronted by a police officer, murders the police officer, Officer JB, JD Tibbet. Uh, President Kennedy's motorcade quickly sped to nearby Parkland Hospital. Televisions, nas- televisions nation- nationally quickly interrupted programming to bring in the horrific news to the country. One o'clock. After undergoing surgery at Parkland Hospital, a Roman Catholic priest was called in to administer President Kennedy with his last rites. 1.35 p.m. 
President Secretary, Secretary Malcolm Kilduff tells assembled press at Parkland Hospital that the president has died. 1.38 p.m., CBS News anchor Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it was. He's that guy. Uh, one of the most well-respected news journalists of that generation. Um, arguably of all time. Possibly a CIA plant. CBS News anchor. That, that all says it here, too. Doesn't, totally doesn't say that. CBS News anchor Walter Cronkite announced to the United States that President Kennedy had died. 1.50 p.m. Lee Harvey Oswald is apprehended inside a Dallas movie theater. 2.38 p.m. Lyndon Bean. <laughs> Lyndon Beans. Lyndon Beans. Lyndon Beans Johnson. <laughs> Lyndon Baines Johnson is what sworn that in. What does B stand for, man? <laughs> Baines. Baines. B-A-I-N-E-S was his middle name. Beans. That's funny. I'm, I'm going to point this out before... I finished this because it's almost, I'm almost done with this, but I think this is important to point out. So you had Lee Harvey Oswald, most killers, serial killers or the like, they go, they always go by the three names, right? Why would Lyndon Baines Johnson, why would they always say, why would they type it out? Is that a Freudian slip by the news media? Hold on. Are they, are they equating? Because, uh, so Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, what the, what the famous serial killers? Uh, I'm I'm gonna have to John Wayne up. Gacy, John Wayne Gacy, but the, like this, the, all, the names always come in threes. Mm. So they always include their middle name when they they're talking about them. It's not just as Lee. It's not Lee Oswald. Yeah, it's Lee Harvey Oswald. And why is that an important distinction? Well, because, because if somebody like, else is okay. named Lee Oswald, but they're not Lee Harvey Oswald, they don't want to. Yeah, I guess that's why they would do that. Yeah, because you don't want to be, you know, associated with that kind of infamy. Right. Or maybe you do if you're a psycho. But why would they type out Lyndon Baines Johnson as sworn as as the 36th president of the United States? Now, I get why they do it, because, because it's like, it's like your it's, you here's know, your official title. It's John Fitzgerald Bible. Kennedy. Yes. But they don't they don't say earlier when in this report. And again, I was reading this verbatim from from the ABC News. Uh, affiliate is President uh, Vice President Lyndon Johnson. They didn't say Lyndon B. Johnson. They didn't say Vice President Lyndon Baines Johnson. I just think that's funny. It is interesting. Funny, intriguing, and maybe, again, maybe it's a Freudian slip by somebody that wrote this, or maybe it was done on purpose to make conspiracy theorists like us go ape <laughs> It just happened. Okay, so Johnson is sworn as 36th president of the United States. He, the first lady and the body of president Kennedy are flown back to Washington. This is important to note because under Dallas state rule of law, any homicide that happens in the state is performed in state at the hospital where the death, where the, where the person was pronounced dead, which becomes an, an enormous amount of controversy for conspiracy theorists and becomes a problem for the government later later on whenever which we'll we'll explain in uh, conspiracy theories but sticking with the official narrative the official narrative president kenny was flown back to washington where 11 you know, 11:26 p.m. lee harvey oswald is charged with the murder of president kennedy so the president lands at 11:40 in the morning less than 12 hours later He's dead, cold. His body's being flown back. New president is in office, right? Less than 12 hours, they have the killer. 
That's some some hella police work right there. That is some that is some next level like detective work. Yep. That is super fast, super precise, and man, they got their guy within twelve hours. Now, I would love if we could we could get this interview and maybe tack it in as a bonus in between this episode and the actual conspiracies parts of this, this series uh, is like the first 48 hours that if you have 48 hours to find the killer or you probably won't find him. but that's for like everyday jackholes like us, right? Well, what's that's, the that's the first 48 hours before, you know, you start, you know, the, the case starts going cold. Mm hmm. Uh, but 12, like 12 hours is impressive. Impressive. Very. And then, uh, so this all happened on, on November 22nd, but just a couple days later, Saturday, 11, 20, uh, 21 AM, uh, Oswald is shot and killed as he was being moved into the Dallas police headquarters. Jack Ruby, the man who shot him, is immediately apprehended. And that's the story. And we're sticking and to it, damn it. That's what happened. So Lee Harvey Oswald uh, killed. Ask any more questions, we'll call you a conspiracy theorist. Well, that was that was the whole purpose behind it. And I will bring up uh I will bring up that CIA memo uh about this. CIA memo. I could bring it up here, I guess. Boop. Nope. Nope. Can't do it without freaking everything out. JFK. Boom. But basically, this memo was. Uh, there we go. You file. You file. You like my technology, guys? This is what happens when you try to go in depth into a, something. Uh. Yeah, no, this, this memo was basically just put out there to try to discredit anyone that disagreed with the Warren Commission's finding that Lee Harvey Oswald was the lone assassin. And this, this memo uh, concerning CIA document 1035-960 concerning criticism you of... You know it's real, okay? Of concerning criticism of the Warren report. Uh... Our concern, first, this is bullet point number one, our concern from the day of President Kennedy's assassination on, there has been speculation about the responsibility for his murder. Although this, this was stemmed at the for a time by the Warren Commission report, which appeared at the end of September 1964, various writers have now had time to scan the commission's published report and documents for new pretext for questioning. and. There has been a new wave of books and articles criticizing the commission's findings. So they put this out. And this is just that's just the piece of it. I don't want to read the whole thing. We'll link it in the description and we'll even throw up a freeze frame of it, right? Not now, not now, now. Boom. Okay, bam. So there. Uh we we've talked briefly in the introduction to the conspiracy ser uh, series about Operation Mockingbird. Well, how do you combat a narrative that is counter to what you want 
people to believe. But you utilize your intelligence assets. The CIA, again, this was their memo. They already had newscasters, broadcasters. They had publishers ready. Just right up in the damn sleeve. Ready to back them. See that sleeve? Back them in their claims that the Warren Commission report was perfect. There was no flaw in it whatsoever. And uh, the Warren Commission report also posited, okay, so three shots that killed Kennedy. Three shot. It took three shots. There were only three shots fired. One shot entered the back of Kennedy. Boop, right here. Exited through his neck after going up an inch. So he got shot here, came up, exited here, went through him, went up another six inches, struck Colony, uh, Conley in the back through the ribs, punctured a lung. <clears throat> then took a, I think a six. Six, uh, an eight or eight or eight or twelve inch move to the left to strike his left wrist and shatter, shatter, shatter a bone there, and then just just for shits and giggles, this awesome bullet decided to go. You know what? I'm gonna nosedive right into his thigh. So this that was the first shot. That's the magic bullet. Yes, this is the magic. This, this was the bullet. magic bullet. Well, you he, might have a magic bullet people, on your kitchen counter, but this is the that's where the inspiration came to make the magic bullets from this magic bullet. Yeah, yeah. But this this whole thing that's no conspiracy. It, well, the the magic bullet was what what critics of the Warren Commission called it. Initially, it was called uh, the single bullet theory, and this theory was that this one bullet did all that damage while remaining in one hundred percent pristine condition. So there was no def- no massive deformations in the bullet whatsoever. Okay. The one bullet did all that damage. Caused, I think, like seven injuries. One, two, and then Conley, three, four, five, at least five. Maybe, maybe six. Uh, okay. Well, let's I mean, suspend, suspend our disbelief for yeah. the moment and say, you know what? Maybe this, maybe, maybe magic is real. Maybe, maybe there is a magic bullet. Maybe that is. <laughs> we going, we going there. Okay. 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 Sorry. Okay, so, so this bullet just, just, just you know, this this bullet was the initial the initial hit on Kennedy and Connolly, and then the second bullet missed completely and went off and struck uh, the curb further down the street in Dealey Plaza, and then the third shot is what actually took out the president, and according to the Warren Commission, backed up by their photographs I, I i i can't i don't want to call it evidence uh because i already know more about it uh but claiming that the autopsy showed and proved that kennedy was struck in the top right side of his head and that the front right side of his head was what blew blew out uh so if you were to believe this all, all this, by the way, took place in a matter... Those three shots occurred in less than six seconds. I think it was like 5.67 seconds. Like, very, very short amount of time. But the first two shots were almost, uh, according to witnesses, were like consecutive. Bang, bang. Which Oswald was using a scoped bolt-action bolt action rifle. Uh, it... Okay. I mean, you could you could argue that 
you know. Let, let, and again, let's let's but, let's assume play, playing playing to this that this is the Warren Commission was one hundred percent accurate. Right. That would mean that Lee Harvey Oswald is by far the greatest marksman and gunman ever recorded, because no other the the, the I think it was the captain of the Marine Corps. He had gone out and tried to duplicate it. And there were the CIA tried to duplicate it. The FBI tried to duplicate it. There have been many attempts to recreate that shot succession on a moving target. Nobody's been able to duplicate it. Not the rap, not the rapidity of the shots, and not the accuracy of the shots. So again, maybe, maybe he was just that good. I know it's hard. It's hard to do it with a straight face. I know it's really difficult. But it's also it's also terrifying to think of the alternative. The alternative is that the Warren Commission was just a lie. And whether or not it was done for nefarious purposes or, or, or positive purposes, I don't know. And uh, I'm going to leave the tinfoil hat off just for a minute because I want to I want to bring this up. Not all the reasons for conspiracies aren't don't necessarily have to be bad. Uh, a lot of people will associate conspiracy theories and theorists uh, with it being like the, the cover up was done for nefarious reasons or for bad reasons or, you know, to protect the bad actors. Right. Well, what if there was, I mean, think about what kind of there could embarrassment be all kinds of reasons to control a narrative of something. There's well, that. I well, mean, how, there's just, I how mean, how big of an embarrassment is it for the secret service, for the CIA and for the FBI to have missed this completely. That they allowed, like, it, under their watch, the President of the United States, at the time, like, indisputable, World War II reigning champion, you know, like, not that Kennedy served in, in World War II, but, uh, again, the most powerful man on the planet, they allowed him to get off. Yeah. Like, that... That is gonna speak volumes. Got, you got egg on your face whole days. You can't you can't wipe that away. So if let's say that they use the Warren Commission as a cover up to hide their <laughs> their inability to actually do their job effectively. Yeah. Maybe that's why they did it. It doesn't have to be nefarious reasons. Right. Because it's just super scary to humanize those people. I know. You know uh, what I mean? Like, like, like again, maybe, it's, maybe it's, they missed it. You know, like easier. they they don't they don't want any image of them to be humanized. No, as in we can fuck up, we can. Oh, they're they're infallible, right? They're like godlike powers. They have to be mm -hmm. in order to keep things running. And imagine if it if if they were to have investigated and come to a different conclusion, said it was a conspiracy. What kind of faith would the American citizenship at the time, and again, this is during the Cold War, which we we can't fully understand, being the generation, like even me being 35, uh, 37, uh, I can't fully understand what it was like to grow up in the Cold War era. Because I, like, just it, well, it was phased the out. Cold, well, it's, it's technically not. I think the Cold War is still going on. That's, that's a conversation for a different episode. But, it's just normalized. Like nuclear bombs are normalized now. In your now lifetime, you go, in my lifetime, in everyone's lifetime, yeah. pretty much. But back in, you know, after Hiroshima and Nagasaki, 
the first two nuclear detonations against a foreign enemy, uh, yeah, that kind of devastation was fresh in everybody's mind, even in 1963. So, I mean, it's, there, there's a lot, of, a lot can be said for covering up the entire scenario for the simple fact that they needed to make sure that no, they didn't look weak and inept and incompetent. Yeah. So that, that can be, that's an argument that can be made. That is not an argument that I necessarily subscribe to. Now that's not, I, that may be because I am, and we talked about this in all our previous episodes from the first season, but that may be my bias showing is that I, as much as I would like to think, uh, like on the bright side and be more of an optimist, like everything that I've experienced with the government, I've always been pretty skeptical has led me to believe that uh, it's easier to believe that the government is monstrous than uh, noble. Yeah. Because if, if they are showing themselves to be incompetent, if they are shown to be incompetent and proven by this, you know, this assassination of JFK, if they are proven to be incompetent, like what kind of faith can the American people have in those institutions and our national security? Like, mm. yep. So you got this one bad apple that wasn't even on the radar. He's the one responsible for killing the most powerful man on the in the world at the time. Talk about an underdog story, man. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald is like, <laughs> whoop, whoop. Whoa, dude. Like that has got to be the greatest underdog story of all time. It's like little man come out of nowhere and it, bam. Oh, I'm the most famous person on the planet. If he, if he really did it for the reasons that, uh, the Warren commission posited that he did, which was, uh, because he saw Kennedy as an oppressor to the Cuban people and the communist movement and that he wanted to do it for fame. Why, when, why, when he was arrested, was he so emphatic with his denial? That he did it. And we'll get back to why he was. I have I have a couple of uh couple of theories as to why he was found at the movie theater. Uh I think and it we'll we'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, well, I want I want to I, I gotta draw this out. We'll leave him with a cliffhanger. <laughs> I know. Yeah, what's saying? But uh there's there's a reason that he was found there, in my opinion. But why 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 was he at a movie theater? Like, why, why would, if he had, because he, after he shot Kennedy, he fled the scene, went home, changed jackets, grabbed his pistol, because he had his pistol on him when, when he was arrested, and he didn't dispute that fact. The only thing he pled guilty to in his interviews was punching an officer in the head, because the officers were coming after him, and maybe he didn't know why they were there. Yeah. But after he left, after purportedly shooting the president, he goes home, changes his jacket, Grabs his pistol, gets confronted by Officer J.D. Tibbet, kills Tibbet to get away, I guess. And then he leaves that scene and goes to a f- movie. Now, if you're uh, now, I can't I can't explain how anybody else's mind thinks. But if I were in that scenario and I made it all the way home. After like fleeing the scene of the Stay murder. Of the yeah, well, I would either go home, 
grab my go bag. And get if the, he had planned yeah. to do this, like they said he did, why did he even go home? Yeah. Like if you can leave the scene, I mean, you're in, maybe, you're, maybe well, you're in Texas, hidden in plain sight, but it's you're in Texas already. How easy is it to get across the border? Just hop the border, go to Mexico and then fly wherever the hell you want to go with, you know, with the rest of your life. That, again, there are a lot of things in Oswald's actions after the shooting that just don't add up according to the Warren Commission, the way that they defined it. I agree. Like he wanted fame. He did it to be famous. He wanted to be the one to take out Kennedy and, you know, the, the oppressors of communism. Well, uh, if he wanted to do that, why would he, if he wanted to be famous primarily, why would he be on television saying, no, 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 I emphatically deny these charges. And actually his first interview, he told the press that they hadn't even actually charged him with anything, including they hadn't even charged him with Tippett's death yet. The police officer. Interesting. And these, that's straight out of his mouth. So, uh, as far as the Warren Commission goes, again, Oswald was the lone gunman. Fired three shots. Only two hit. One of them being a magical single bullet that defied the laws of physics. And went through two people, I don't know how many bones, and remained mostly intact. Mostly intact. Oh, and magically just, I don't know, pooped out of uh, Connolly while he was in the hospital because it wasn't removed from Connolly. It was found several hours after Connolly had been released. Uh, not, not several hours after. I think it was the next day the bullet was found at Parkland Hospital hmm. on the gurney that Connolly was on. Nobody, t- nobody removed that bullet. That bullet was lodged in his leg, and it just, ah, boop, gone. Just can't, just fell out onto the gurney, and nobody saw it happen. It just, oh, hey, look at what's this? Who found oh, the it, bullet? It's a bullet. Not that we can trust that, but uh, I don't know if I have that. I, I, I had seen it and I read it like ten times, and that the name escapes me. But it's somebody that was involved in the reporting. Uh, I think it was an FBI agent. But yeah. As far as the Warren Commission goes, that's it. And that's, as Walter Cronkite used to say, his tagline was, and that's the way it was. <laughs> so, if that's, if that's the narrative that you want to believe, then uh, by all means, thank you and good night. But if you're hungry for more, oh, We've got some fun and interesting and uh, thought-provoking ideas and evidence to maybe challenge that uh, Warren Commission narrative. And we'll be right back with uh, some more JFK conspiracies. Conspiracy snacks. You want some more snacks? Come back. (laughs) You want some? Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Brain snacks. If you want some more snacks, you can come back. <laughs> wait, wait. Thank you, Dustin. No, we keep keep rolling. Keep rolling. This is beautiful because I know I I just had okay, so we have we have I have I have a very so morbid, random. I have a very morbid sense of humor. I have a very morbid sense of humor. 
And uh, I know mm, we uh, should uh, all. Death Jackson, is- Jackson Jackson has a, has a morbid sense of humor as well. But I mean, if we're, <laughs> I didn't even think about this. This is a, t- a complete afterthought at the end of our first episode on the JFK assassination. Uh, and if we wanted to start brain snacks back in the day, we could have ate that mother brains off the back of the car. <laughs> oh Conspiracy theory: the brain using our promo pictures. Like, oh no, I'm I'm actually seeing seeing the uh, Zapruder film, and we're gonna we're gonna shut this down here in just a second. But uh, I'm seeing the Zapruder film where it's as that bullet flies in. <clears throat> I, I want it scoped, scoped, and then zoom in as soon as the head explodes. Brain snacks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so tactless. But. But I have to laugh, otherwise I'll cry. Because it, the more, as I, as I dove deeper and deeper into uh, the conspiracy theories and the entire situation surrounding uh, November 22nd, 1963, and uh, JFK's past, uh, Besides being a philanderer, which is pretty much all anybody ever wants to talk about, the man was great. Like he, he did. He had some he, integrity. I'll say that he had some integrity. But man, he, I think he had. Maybe some of his policies were that I would never be down with, but the way that he went about representing the country was in, in my opinion. He was probably one of the last presidents to do what was in the best interests of the nation. Yeah. And not the best interests of his party or for his pocketbook. So let's end this. Uh, let's give those kind of people. Those kind of people can't be politicians. Not very long. Uh, obviously, obviously not. So let's let's. Uh, let's be thankful that he was here when he was here. Uh Give a moment of silence for Kennedy, and uh, we'll see you in uh, the next episode where we start talking about the alternative theories. And <laughs> making fart jokes. Dick jokes. Yeah. And we can make dick jokes, too. And see you later. <laughs>